Welcome to Growing in His Word. I'm Pastor Joseph. And last week we talked about how Peter and John in the book of Acts chapter 4, basically they, they, were, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and, and they were praying for boldness and, they were, and they, they, the Lord, because the healing of a lame man was indisputable, the question was how the man was healed and by whose authority or name the healing had been performed. And so Peter and John gave the glory to Jesus Christ and on went to chapter 5. <laughs> but they were, they were actually tested hardcore because a member of the Sanhedrin were, were upset about it and they, they, they didn't want Jesus Christ's name to be spread anywhere across anywhere in the world or Israel or anywhere. They, they wanted to silence Jesus and Jesus couldn't be silenced. And you know what, man? Listen, Jesus Christ paid the price for us to be in paradise. And I'm excited today, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. I'm Joseph. And last week was a radical chapter, man. Listen, he was addressing the Sanhedrin. And the the name of Jesus was, was basically supposed to be forbidden. They threatened him and they threatened him and they couldn't threaten him. And they prayed for boldness. And God gave them that boldness, man, to continue in the early church. Because the early church was rooted in the ground and God didn't want anyone to pull up those roots. And so what did he do? He gave and he still has given us power of the gifts and the, of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. And, he, and we're using these gifts and the church is growing and Peter and, and Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's just, it's going to be an amazing time. Listen, growing in his word was, was, was sponsor, is sponsored by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the word of God. <laughs> I'm Joseph and God bless you guys. Listen, we're going to pray it out and we're going to hit chapter five, man. And we're going to get into chapter five. We're going to talk about lying to the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about what it means to lie to the Holy Spirit and what the consequences are and how it happened and what happened. And God bless you guys, man. And Father, we come before you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this time, Father. Lord, we ask that you, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, come, Father, and fill this place, Lord, and speak to us, Father, and growing in his word today, Father. We thank you for this word and this time. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. I'm Joseph. The church is taking off, man, like a kite in the wind. It's going, man. It's like, wow. And the Lord is just working through these, through the, through the people, through things, and miracles are happening. Healings are taking place. And radical things are happening, and the church is growing, and God is using obedient people for the church to start. And listen... And so last week we talked about sharing all things. And the key was, it, it, in verse 32 of chapter 4, it talked about, says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. They were of one heart, echad in Hebrew, one. They were of one heart and one soul. Soul, nefesh in Hebrew. And neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The evidence was there, and the, and 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 listen to this. And great grace was upon them all. And verse thirty four says, "Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of the land, 
of houses, they sold them and brought the proceeds of these things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each one as, as anyone had need. So basically, it was a method of come together and, and, and you know, we'll help each other out. You know, I met this one family and I, went, I met this one church. I was outside one day and I was sharing the gospel. I met this guy. He's like, yeah, man, I want you to come to this little uh, communal place where we gather. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm cool, bro. <laughs> because that, listen, I don't know if you know this, but in the book of Acts, this method failed where everybody came together and they were all together. And it only happened at that one time. Paul had to go back to Jerusalem and collect money because it failed miserably. But nevertheless, I met a couple and they invited me to this place. And here they were communally sharing the whole land and, and families were together. And, and it was very cultivistic <laughs> because there was some, they were trying to baptize Jesus out of me. And I said, man, you guys are crazy. <laughs> and these are the things that, that, that go on in today's world when you don't know the word of God. And so we got to be careful of, of of who we hang out with and where we go and what church we fellowship in. But nevertheless, last week we talked about this uh, sharing, the communally sharing, and it didn't work out, man. It just didn't work out. But, but while the church was starting off, God was working miraculously. And so chapter 5 says, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira... Okay, listen to this. His wife sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds. But see, before that in verse 36 in chapter 4, it says in Joseph, okay, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land sold, having land, he sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. But listen to this, man. Ananias and Sapphira, they wanted to have a reputation like that of Barnabas. But they didn't have the same character. You see, they were married, and 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 marriage married people, you know, should have that accountability with each other. You see? But but see, they didn't have that 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 character and 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 like others were, were when they were seeking to serve others and, and fellow believers, they wanted to serve them. Ananias and Sapphira were seeking to serve themselves. And, and we as believers can't serve ourselves. We cannot serve ourselves. That's the problem today. We, we, we serve ourselves. We think that we're better than others and we're not. Big trouble is going to happen. Listen. Spiritual pride is going to get in the way. And the reason why spiritual pride is going to get in the way is because Satan is going to go ahead and throw the bait out there to Ananias Ananias and Sapphira. And he's going to throw the bait out there and they're going to negotiate with God's command. Listen to this. The early church is taken off. The root's getting in. God doesn't want the root of the church pulled out before it started. So this is what's going on. And you're going to trip out, man. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here we go. In chapter 5, verse 1, it says, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife sold a possession. Verse 2 says, And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, 
Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Question mark. Here we have Peter. I mean, Peter's got the word of knowledge, the gift. Listen to this, man. Peter already knew. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 talks about the knowledge. Listen, he's got the word of knowledge gift. He already knows. He's going to tell him straight up, man. Dude, what are you guys doing here? I mean, you're blowing chunks. You're, you're, you're stealing from God. Watch this. I mean, here they are. They're thinking, no, we can just, you know, compromise. You know, we'll just take the land, sell it, take a little bit of cash off the top, you know, negotiate with our sin, you know. And the greed of the sin was so great that pride slept, crept in. Look. Look at me. I gave it all. I gave it all to the Lord. And the spiritual pride came in. See, this guy thought he had it all figured out, man. <laughs> he, think he, he, think he thought he had it all figured out. Here he thought he was going to just grab the land, buy, you know, sell it, and then hold back some of the land, some of the price of the land. Listen, it wasn't that he got busted for, it wasn't the, the fact that he... uh pretty much wanted to, you know, steal the money. The crime wasn't withholding the money. It was that he did not give it all. God wants us to give it all. And what are you saying? Oh, is God going to kill me for not giving it all? No, listen, this was for that time. This is for that time when the church was just starting off. God didn't want his church to fail. And so he set his mark when, 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 when you negotiate and when you lie to the Holy Spirit, even today if you lie to the Holy Spirit, it's not good. But this, but this guy thought he was going to get away with it. <laughs> he thought he was going to just come up there and say, Here you go, Peter. What he failed to recognize is that God's Holy Spirit is so real and so powerful that when he approached Peter, Peter already knew because God was working in Peter and his spiritual gift that it talks about, the word of knowledge in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. Pointed out straight out to Ananias, and he said, Why did Satan fill your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of this price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not in your in your own was it not your own? Question mark. And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Question mark. He's throwing question marks out there. Listen, here he's giving them time to repent. He's given, just like Judas, when Jesus whispered in his ear, do what you got to do, man, and, 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 and get it over with. Jesus Christ gives us time. Okay? He, well, there's always a way out of sin. If we repent and say, I don't want to do it, God will give us a way out through his blood. Listen, Peter, I believe in my heart, is throwing that out there, and he's saying, look, Here's the questions. I mean, the dude could have just said, yeah, man, I, 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 I robbed God. And, 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 but still, you know, God's going to do what he's going to do. And here's why he's going to do it. Because there's people in this world, okay, that God knows who are greedy, selfish, prideful, arrogant people. He knows. And so... 
for that time, God will punish those who confront and test the Holy Spirit. And so his sin was so greed, greedy that his pride got in. And, and God didn't like it because he was out there basically saying, look at me, but God already knew. And you know the problem here is, and it's not a problem, Peter's confronting him alone. You notice that? Listen, look at this. And so here we go. Listen to this, man. This is crazy because it's not the church that's going to kill him. <laughs> you know, it's him lying to God and his filthy sins that were filthy from the way time before. It's just like in, in the book of Joshua chapter uh, 7 where Achai, you know, we'll get into that later. You know, God didn't want the sinful idols mixed with what he was doing. But we'll get into that later. Listen, verse 5 says, Then Ananias, hearing these words, he fell down and breathed his last. He had a heart attack. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. He was so scared because he knew. Listen, he was telling him flat out, you did this and I know what you did and God knows what you did and you know the consequences. The wager of sin equals death. Jesus Christ doesn't send us to hell. Listen, we send ourselves by not choosing the only begotten Son, Jesus, for whom by His righteousness, not ours, is what gets us into heaven. Jesus is what gets us into heaven and receiving Him. Listen, the wager of sin equals death. Peter knew what was going on. And the wickedness and pride at this time got in the way of God's plan. God didn't want His church filthied up. He didn't want His waters muddied. And he dealt with this individual. And Peter's confronting his sin. Peter is saying, look, man, we got purity here. The church is pure. And you blew it. You blew it, man. And this guy really thought that he was going to rob God. It's funny today because you hear preachers on the radio. Send me your money. Give me this. Give me that. Send me your possessions. Send me your land. Give me your land. Give me all your land and make your deductions over here. It's crazy because I see it. We see it. It's happening. Listen, God doesn't want us to be rich. He wants us to be spiritually rich. God doesn't want us to keep our eyes on money. He wants us to keep our eyes on Him. He's the prize. Listen, money isn't what we need to make us happy. It's what He gives us as a tool to progress in life. Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira they basically negotiated with sin. And Satan kept putting on their hearts. Come on, man, just just take a little bit. He was influencing them, but he didn't make them sin. Okay? And so God allowed him to die of a heart attack. It had to be a heart attack. Come on, man. And he delayed his death for that moment because he knew what he was. There's so many people... And I don't want people pointing their fingers at other people, but there's people like that today in the church. They go to church. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, cool. I got a real estate business. 
And it's like, okay, get that out of here. We don't need it. We don't need the business in the church, man. And they want to come in there and sell you some land. And they want to sell you some property. They want to sell you this. They want to suck you into these loans. And they want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, man. Go somewhere else. And gee, God doesn't want that. God wants a man who seeks the word of God. And he's on his knees. He doesn't want a prideful man. You know, I'm going to tell you something. One time I started a church... And there was a pastor, you know, we prayed and I seen the pride in him. Church was growing like the book of Acts. It was growing. And I shut it down, man. I seen the pride in the, in the pastor. I shut it down because it wasn't about the church. It was about the pride, man. God doesn't want a prideful man. He doesn't want a prideful heart. Listen, he wants a heart that loves him and serves him and serves others. It's about serving others. We are living in the time where God wants us to serve others. He doesn't want us to serve money. So the pride came in. It, 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 you know, he didn't want it corrupted. Satan filled the heart of Ananias and Sapphira. They believed, listen, in the Lord Jesus Christ. However, they had uh, succumbed, succumbed to the temptation of greed and pride. Satan got them. They allowed it. But he didn't say, ha, 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 ha. I'm going to sin for you now. No. They got greedy. And they sinned. They made that choice. And everybody that makes that choice has to face God. Whether they, <laughs> they want to or not. That is why Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we can repent and not do it again. Listen, we can move on. He fell. He died. Listen to this. Verse 5, then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. <clears throat> Died. <laughs> Great fear came upon all those who heard these sayings. And verse 6 says, and the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him. And they carried him out and buried him. I, I can just see him rolling him up in a piece of carpet, man, and just throwing him over their shoulders. I mean, I don't know how other way they do it. I mean, just wrap them up real quick, you know. In the, in the Jewish culture, they do the, they, they sit Sheva they sit for seven days, Okay. Man, was it worth it? A lousy piece of land? I mean, over, over, over what? Is it worth it, believers? Is it worth it getting drunk and alcohol every day and destroying your liver? Is it worth it? Is it worth stealing? Is it worth lying? Is it worth it? The wager of sin equals death, man. God doesn't kill you. Sin grows up, man, like a plant, and it wagers it, it, it wagers death. Listen, but it gets better. Believe me. Here we go. Verse seven says, <laughs> "You're not here to love this." Now it was about three hours later. Three hours later, when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter answered, and Peter answered her, "Hey, tell me." Whether you sold the land for it and so how much did you sell the land for? And how, for so much, how much? You know, and she's like thinking, oh, you know, she don't even know her husband's dead yet. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, you know, well, she said, yes, for this so much of money and blah, blah, blah. Then Peter said to her, hey, guess what? You know, <clears throat> verse 9 says, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet 
and breathed her last. And that and and the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard these things. Listen. Proverbs 6.16 tells us how God feels about deception and division. The early church was vulnerable to great spiritual danger. But Jesus had promised in Matthew 16, verse 18, that the power of hell would not destroy the fledging church in its infant stage. God would move great discipline to ensure its purity and survival. And Peter gave Ananias' wife an opportunity to tell the truth. It's amazing, man, how Satan does that to us. You know? How he creeps in and he plants thoughts. It starts with a thought. A little leaven leavens a lump. Oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to spend my husband's credit card a little bit more. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to, you know, negotiate with sin. It's not right. You can't negotiate with it. It's not one of those things where you, today I'm just going to have a little bit of beer and a little bit of this and just sell, say 25 Hail Marys and then go go back to it, man. It doesn't work like that. Listen, God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son to die for us. God's setting the mark here. Listen, married couples hold a very, very high accountability to each other. They're supposed to be submissive to one another, not not sinfulness. <laughs> you never heard of that name? Me neither. Sinful. They're not supposed to submit in sinfulness together, meaning God doesn't want a married couple to be sinning constantly. He wants them to be count- accountable to the Lord, but to each other, meaning when the husband does something, the wife needs to come in and say, honey, look, that's not right. God doesn't want you to do that. And and also with the wife. And Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira didn't do that. They didn't do that. And because she knew it and she was with them and they didn't submit to the Lord, they submit they submitted to their sin, they both fell together. You know, that's the thing with sin. You go do you go do a crime, you gotta go do the time. And here's the deal, you know, you see people today. They go out and they do that. I, I was just, you know, I was just with him when he robbed the bank. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just with him, huh? Yeah, you were just the driver. <laughs> you, you still got to go pay the price. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Verse, thir- verse 12 says, and, the, and, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet, verse 13 says, none of, the, none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter's passing might fall on, on, on some of them. Isn't that crazy? Because, I mean, God is working huge. He's working huge. The church is being built. And verse 16 says, all of, all, Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing the sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. 
This is what it's about. The church has taken off. It's continuing in power in the church. Jesus is performing the miracles through them. Jesus is the key. Jesus is is moving. You know, it was it, it it's, it's radical. It's what we need to be doing. Today we don't see that. Today we see the compromised church. We see the rotten, nasty, compromised church. You know, we see the churches today, they're all about themselves. And they don't understand what it's about. Or they don't understand how it needs to function. The branches, there's so many branches in the church today where it's not the same anymore. You've got weird churches creeping up on every corner claiming they know the word, but they don't. They just want to know your wallet. Listen, God wants us to be part, take part in what he's doing. How can we do that if we're contaminating our lives with sin? Listen, Ananias and Sapphira is a is a perfect example of why we don't need to negotiate with sin. When Satan puts a dirty thought in our mind to do things that we don't want done in our lives, we need to stop. Listen, we need to stop. No takers, listen. Stop and say, look, I don't know if that's going to work out for me. Well, it's a thought. It starts with a thought. Listen, we need to get a piece of paper, a white piece of paper and a pencil and say, look, is cheating on this going to work? Is stealing from that going to work? How is that going to benefit me? How is that going to work for me? Or role play it in your own mind. And what are the consequences of sin? Believers and non-believers, you need to ask yourself that. We can't compromise. We're living in the end times, man. Listen, I've never seen it so bad in my life. It's the end times. Look around, man. From the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to 2021, it's amazing. I mean... The flu's still here. It's, 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 it's the Bible's coming alive. You cannot dispute the power of the Holy Spirit and the Bible. The, 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 the flu, it's not even a flu, man. It's, the, the sicknesses are still here. Earthquakes. Times are here. It's, it's, it's coming. Jesus Christ is coming for the church. Are you ready? This is the question. Are you ready? Do do you want to do you want to die naturally or die in your sin? Cuz God doesn't want you to die in your sin. Listen. This is what the Lord says, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but it's God's. And and it's spiritual warfare. Be strong in the Lord, in his mighty power, and put on the full armor of God so that you could take your stand against the devil's schisms. Ephesians 6:10, man, listen. Don't let the devil lie to you anymore. God loves you. He wants you to get out there and be about his business. We're living in the end times. We're living in the days where we need to gather together and and the Konanian togetherness. We need to come together and be of one mind, one heart, one accord. We don't need to be scattered abroad. We need to be together. We need a revival. Jesus Christ needs to work in us and through us, and we need to glorify Him for that. Listen, if you're here today and you're listening to this sermon and you want to repent and come to Jesus, say, listen, Lord, I want to to repent and do it. It's easy. Get on your knees, ask for forgiveness, and you're done. Move on. 
God wants a relationship with you. Listen. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord, and this chapter, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you use not only the things in your word, Father, but, Lord, we just pray that you bless this nation, Father, as it gets tested, Father. Lord, we don't test you, Father, but you surely test us. So, Father, we just come before you, Lord, and we ask, Father, that through the testing, Father, through the trials, Father, that you bring about your business in our lives, Father. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you strengthen this country, Lord. We pray, Father, that you send about your Holy Spirit to touch the lives of of the people in this nation, Father. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We honor you, Father. We thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming and growing in his word, man. And listen, you know, it doesn't have to be so hard following Christ, man. I mean, it's it's a challenge, but listen, God doesn't make it hard on us. We make it hard on ourselves. Look, God loves us, and he wants us to continue and be about his business. God is not a punishing God. He's a loving God. He loves you with an everlasting love, and he wants you to come to him and know him. And so that you can go out and bring others to him. Listen, we're in the last days, man. Get ready for the return of the Lord Jesus. God loves you guys, man. And, and listen, next week we're going to continue in the Acts, back, book of Acts chapter uh, 4 and 5. And God loves you guys, man. And, and thank you for logging on to Growing in His Word. And, and listen, if you guys want, log on to growinginhisword.com or iHeartRadio. And we're also on radio.com. Tune in, man. We're here. God loves you guys, and we're going verse by verse. And Jesus Christ loves you, man, and so do we, man. God bless you guys, and and thanks for coming back.